everybody. Hello. Hello. It's me, Ashley. It's me, Maggie. From Rock Candy Podcast. Welcome to Rock Candy Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's the podcast you're listening to. <laughs> and we got something very, very special. Special bonus episode. Indeed. So this past Friday. Friday. We went to Proctor's in uh, nearby Schenectady. Schenectady. And we saw our friend's band play. Yeah. And I think we can call them our friends. They're our friends. They're our friends. Sure. Yeah. Um, They're in a band called Gangsta Grass. Which is a phenomenal band. Fan-fucking-tastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. You may know them from the intro to Justified. But if that's the only thing you know them from, go fuck yourself. Go on Spotify right fucking now. Yeah, if you don't know who Gangsta Grass is, then um, just go on Spotify, listen to their shit, then come back to this. You're welcome. Because we have a super special episode, a super special interview. Yes, we interviewed a real band, guys. This is our very first interview. It's a little rough quality-wise, yeah. so please be gentle with we us. We tried. We tried real hard. And like the editing, I, I took a very long time to edit a 20-minute interview. <laughs> I am not going to and lie. And honestly, we got like two questions in because these guys just took one question and just fucking ran with it. And it was, it was great. absolutely hilarious. Oh my god. Because these guys are... Just the sweetest guys. Seriously, you know how we roll here at Rock Candy Podcast. We do kind of judge you based on who you are as a person. <laughs> yeah. We do have a like quality of character judgment in our listening of your music. Yeah. So if we're saying all these guys are pretty cool, then that's pretty special. Yeah. These guys are really fun to hang out with. Guys, we got to hang out backstage. We're, we're kind special. of a big deal now. We're, we're kind the, of big time. We're with the band. We're not. We're not big time. We are not with no. the band. None we of don't, that shit. We don't think we're anything special oh, at no. all. Not I was at all. Mortified to like ask to ha- to like talk to them even. It's yeah. fine. But I think we did an okay job. I think we did an alright job. I think th- no. They, they did, did a great they job. They did a fantastic job. And their show was fantastic. They're pretty much always on tour. Yes. So if you ever get a chance to be in the same area as one of their yeah, shows. They have a tour yeah, coming up this spring and they're going to be hitting up at least most of the East Coast from what I saw. Yeah. Um, go to gangstagrass.com. They have all their shit up there. Yeah. You need to go see them. You really do. Because oh. if, if you think that hip hop and bluegrass don't belong together, then you can just fuck right off. Yeah. Go fuck right off. In case you weren't aware. Gangsta Grass is a fantastic band. They took bluegrass and hip hop and were like, these go together. And you might be like, no. And you're like, no, they do, though. They yeah. do such a good job with it. Basically, this dude, Wrench, was like, I have these bluegrass influences and I have these hip hop influences and I'm going to put them together and have this collaborative entity that has bluegrass musicians and MCs. That collaborate on these things together. Who gives a fuck about race? Who gives a fuck about backgrounds? It doesn't fucking yeah, matter. Yeah, like who gives a fuck about like music genres or passions? Like, and all of them have such different favorite types of music and backgrounds. It's yeah. really they are. Yeah, I really like them. You know what? They're a okay in my book. <laughs> no, I'm there just, you go. 
There stamp of approval. Stamp of approval. Like, seriously. <laughs> it's really fun how these people who all came from different walks of life just come together. And they really do seem to just seamlessly merge together. Yeah. And their shows are so high energy. And they're just such good guys to watch and hang out with. And for some goddamn reason, they think we're kind of cool. So I guess cool enough I to guess, talk to them. I guess. And uh, We would have gotten a longer interview had they not had to go on stage. I'm Arguably, we should have started recording earlier because they had some choice stories to tell us before oh we God. even started recording. And we're, we're stupid. We're stupid. But Guys, this, this is our, our first interview. This is our first interview. And this probably won't be the last interview we Hopefully have with not. Gangsta Grass. So... <laughs> In the meantime, we might just like glom on to them and be like, hey, you guys are around. Do you want to come on for another interview? And they'll be like, mm, I don't know if we want and to be maybe, associated with you. Maybe we can just Voltron all of the interviews together and make them one big one and it will actually make sense. Yes. And then we can pretend we're actual, you know, interviewers yeah. or whatever. But We're very good tellers of we're, stories and we're history. Good, we're good conversationalists. We're just really bad at interviewing. Yeah, because all I want to do is be like, oh, so tell me about, like, your dog. Yeah. Or tell me about your favorite beer. And let's just Tell me bullshit. about your rider. <laughs> well, the one thing I wish I got, we were talking about their rider before we were recording, and I love to talk about bands' <laughs> riders, because some of them, these guys don't. These guys have pretty reasonable riders, but some but, of them have bananas riders. But I just want to tell everyone about what exactly they had backstage, because they had like numerous bars of chocolate of various Dark chocolate. of various percentages. Yes. They're I'm pretty sure that the lovely people of Proctor's actually made the food for yes. them. Which there must have been like a thing full of ziti that yeah. I and don't like know. some chicken, parm yeah. and And at some point while we were recording <laughs> a a very diminutive older lady came in and was just walking around with, like, a giant knife in her hand. Oh and I don't think anybody else really realized it. Nope. And, I, and I laughed. And everyone was like, huh? And I was like, no, nothing. Never mind. But she was just, like, walking around, with, like, holding this giant fucking knife. And I'm like, this is the most surreal moment of my life, interviewing these guys oh my God. with a small older woman. With a giant knife just waving it around. And like, do you boys need anything else? Can I get you anything else? Just waving this fucking stabbing knife. <laughs> stabbing knife. And yeah, it was just so weird. And but I also loved it. also delightful. Yeah. It was a really fun experience for us. I hope. Gangsta Grass enjoyed having us just hang out with them. I hope. I hope we were <laughs> low-key and just hanging out enough. They're a good group of guys, and their music is really fucking good, guys. Go check them out, please. And you I, can always check out samples. We have we post the videos to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah, I think a true testament of their music is the fact that I don't particularly like. I like bluegrass, bluegrass, but I'm not super into it. Right, right. And I like hip hop, but I'm not super into it. But they put the two together. And I'm super into it's it. It's so good. I don't know what that's, they do. I don't know what not kind even of a lie. Which <laughs> like, crap really they like put it. into this, but it's so good. Yeah. And their shows are very fun. They are very personable and very funny. Yes. They're wonderful people and they are wonderful musicians. Please check them out. 
go to your Spotify, your YouTube, your Bandcamp. I don't know. Whatever you need to go to to check them out. Yep. Gangsta Grass. Here's the interview. It's a little rough on the quality. We did our best. We're still learning. Please be gentle on us. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Yeah, and go go listen to Gangsta Grass for real. Seriously. And Simon, we're gonna, we're just gonna start it up. It. We're gonna go with it. We're gonna flow. We're gonna see how this goes. Whatever. Let's blast off. Yeah, we're making it happen. You, yeah. Start. We did it. All right, we're in the rocket. We're moving. I'm all about this. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. Well, this is an special episode of Rock Candy Podcast because this week we are joined with a pretty rad band, Gangsta Grass. Gangsta Grass. Yeah. yeah. Woo. And uh, there's a few of you gentlemen here, so I would like you all to introduce yourselves. What's up? I'm Wrench, also known as the Mastermind. This is Danjo. I play the banjo. <laughs> uh, Dolio the sleuth. Uh, this is Pharaoh on the fiddle. I like... Sleeves right here. Sleepy wonder. You're the I love it. It's so much alliteration. Mm. I'm here for all of this. Lovely. Yeah. So... I know you guys are probably sick of rehashing your origin story, but if you wouldn't mind real quick, I know Wrench, generally, Gangsta Grass, kind of your brainchild. Do you want to just go into a little bit of what inspired you and how it came about? I was playing chess with uh, Bigfoot one time. And I made, I made a really dumb mistake, which is I went ahead and won. And when you're playing... When you're playing against a Yeti, you l- it's like a Wookiee. Like, you let them win. Yeah. You so have to, you have to let Did them you lose win. your arms? No, I had to book it real fast. <laughs> I'm running down, running down the mountain, and uh, some people came to my help. And there was a hip-hop crew that came to help me. Yeah. There was a bluegrass band. A few people from each came and uh, hid me under the floorboards. Until uh, until they could uh, kind of point Bigfoot in the wrong direction and everything, and I was like, "Oh man, that's so cool!" And we started jamming. I remember that. Yeah. I wasn't able to jam that night because I had to run interference with with Bigfoot, and I had to like run out there and like set traps and like just kind of be like, "Hey, I'm here and here," and like spook him a little bit because otherwise he'll come right into a cottage and eat all of your food. I mean, that's right. We we do need another introduction. We've been joined by another. Sir Squatch. What's the deal? She man, Sir Squatch, aka our son, the voice of reason. Super triple box ratio in the building. What up? There we go, Mr. Bigfoot himself. He's here, guys. We met him. It's epic. That is the happy ending to the story. Is that then? Uh, Bigfoot did eventually find me and we just let him join the band. Oh, that's really that is nice. that's he really sweet. So is that how everybody joined the band? It was all the Bigfoot thing? We all play chess with Bigfoot yeah. one time or another. I had a good sense to let him win. <laughs> <laughs> and yet still you're here. Yeah. Well, I let him win. I, have well, still here. I didn't have the good sense, and I won, and I, these are metal licks. That's <laughs> not <laughs> so loud. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. Very cool. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah, we'll take we'll that. Take All right. All right, that's good. if you can't handle the answers. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the truth, and here we are. Watch out. 
Um, yeah, so that's the band's origin story. Each yeah. of us have our own. Yeah, I am actually kind of curious because there's a lot of moving parts to this band. So how did everybody end up in here besides the casual acquaintance of Bigfoot? Right, right, right. right. Um, well, I'm the newest member. I, I joined uh, last October. And um, I was actually touring with another guy, Don Flemons. I saw these guys in D.C. at the Kingman Island Bluegrass Festival. I've seen them before that, and it was really, it was really our tour manager sleeves, who who got me on board, and it was just like you gotta join this band, uh, you got the sound for it, do it, and I met the guys, and they're all great, even Bigfoot, even though he tore my legs off, but like we're cool now. Yo, if y'all could have seen the look. The sleeves just gave Pharaoh he was telling that story. Like, yo, how you just gonna leave me out of this whole thing? No, I'm a good 78% responsible for all of it. I heard it. It'll come through. It'll come through. Even though I'm, I've been rolling with the squad for a few years, Pharaoh is actually my my oldest friend here. He's the person I've known the longest. Oh, that's Funny, awesome. He's also yeah. your youngest friend. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been I've been trying to I tried to get him on the gangster grass train for a really long time, and he was. Frustrating. He was, you know, a lot of people they hear like oh, gangster guys, and um, and you know we convert people so hard that they end up in the band. <laughs> they got me. They got me. I mean, after they tore off my legs, I mean, where was I going to go? Right. We have very good health plan. Oh, wait. So sleeves, your tour manager. Yeah. How did you get involved? Oh, um, they actually came to my neighborhood a million years ago, and. Uh, I started talking with our son here, and it turns out he's actually. Can I can I reveal that you are a, a you know gamer and superhero and King comic Geek, man. nerd? He's amazing. I've been in this before. before it was cool, I was in this. And we started talking about this game that I'd been playing, this okay, board game, sweet. dice game, and uh, uh, we ended up playing it like every time. What game was it? Uh, it's called Quantum. That was that was how it all started. The oh, game shit. Quantum, where your your dice are your spaceships. So depending on what number the die, the die is on, it has a, a different power. Yeah, that game was dope. Right. That was real dope. Yeah, did you end up getting it for your story? I did not get it. I gotta find it. That's I right. Gotta, That's right. Find you it. Time. By the way, the board, board game scene and card game scene in Baltimore is fire. Mm, yes. Oh. I'm actually a card in a game. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I am the Shrugmaster, yes. Which, by the way, you shrugged the other day, and I was just like, that's the Shrugmaster. That's the Shrugmaster. <laughs> so, yeah, and then uh, I noticed that they, they didn't have anybody standing behind their merch table when they were up on stage. Oh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were losing a lot of sales because people were like, I want to buy your stuff, but I got to go. And uh, I asked if they wanted me to stand behind their merch table, and it turned out that what they really needed was a tour manager, and now here we are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Note to self, start small, get bigger, <laughs> it's <right>. good. <laughs> exactly. How about you, my friend? Um, I met this cat, uh, our, our son. son, as I was, uh, I guess, on an expedition through the mountains of central <laughs> Pennsylvania, and I happened upon a freestyle cipher in the street. And I jumped in. I think it might have been my first day in town, too. Yeah, it was. You told me that. And, uh, this is State College, Pennsylvania, Penn State University. Oh. Yeah, and uh, I just jumped in as a new dude in town, started spitting, and then we ended up connecting afterwards. That's awesome. <laughs> and then we reconnected yeah. when I moved to Philly. This was 20 years ago. Yeah. 99. And I met Wrench when I moved to Brooklyn. Um, actually, funny enough to get away from music, 
I don't know if that was the right choice. Yeah, I was leaving Boston because um, I was like DJing and producing and like managing a crew of knuckleheads. <laughs> um, uh, it's been so long ago, they probably won't even be listening to this, but yeah, they were prone to uh, knuckleheadery. And I was just like, I'm done with this. I got rid of all my gear and moved to New York. But apparently, like, New York is not a place to move if you're trying to get away from music. No. no it's the exact opposite. So I, I got pulled back into it um, after going to a concert where somebody in the audience recognized me as a deep, as in my DJ role and was like, yo, you should scratch over this band that's playing right now. I was like, I don't know these people on stage. I'm new in town. I don't know that DJ. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want some stranger manhandling his gear. Somehow that... Uh, nosy concert goer had convinced that DJ and that van to let me, a stranger in town, just jump on the turntables and scratch over their band. <laughs> and then um, that's how I met Wrench out front of the concert afterwards. He was like, yo, I, I got this thing I'm cooking up. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for a new DJ. <laughs> right back in. I was like, oh man, y'all, y'all got me. <laughs> And then, like later on, um, that was a whole different thing. But um, he reconnected with me when he when he started the Gangster Grass project, up, and I pulled him into it because I don't. I had, even though we had traveled in the same circles, we never got a chance to actually work together until Gangster Grass. Oh, that's awesome! So, but now we're solid. Huh. I'm really glad you came to me last because it's a long story. All right. <laughs> okay. Buckle up. Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. 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 You sexy man with banjo. Me. Saw you on the seven train. You were only wearing a tube sock. <laughs> in the front. Oh, nice player. That's so banana. Surprisingly, one in the back too. No, it was. Uh, it was. It was a yeah. It was a Craigslist ad they put up looking for banjo player. Uh, it was non-specific as to what it was they were looking for a banjo player for, uh, so I figured, okay, I'm a non-specific kind of person. I'll show up to this and just see what happens. And I'd done that a couple of times with different bands in the area. Um, some things had panned out. Uh, some folks I'm still playing with, but uh, but this was this was one that uh, that really took particularly well, and uh, it's been fun. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, showed up and was ready. Nice. Showed up with banjo, was ready, nondescript. All right, I, I, he's good. Let's put him in there. I did have a banjo. That was that was that, was that was that important? Was that like a make or break? <laughs> well, it uh, certainly could break if you didn't have a banjo. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that could be a disqualifying element there. Mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's just our little generation, but Craigslist is like how I got in my first band that was really doing something for a while it's real all joking aside don't sleep craigslist you're gonna meet like i said you'll meet a lot of people you know if you're open to postings you'll meet a lot of different people and any of those could pan out any number of ways but you know you won't know um This is this is anecdotal, but I've never been murdered. So, uh, you found a bluegrass hip hop band. I found I was in a lesbian hip hop group. All right, nice. Yeah, for a while. 
strangely enough, it was just hip hop songs about lesbians. No, no. That makes more sense. Yeah, that checks out. All right, sir. Uh, You know what? I, I tell people this all the time. Nobody got luckier at this than me. Nobody. So I'm on my way to work. D calls me up. He's like, so Rent, uh, my man is doing this project. He needs an MC to go on tour with him. Um, are you down? By the time I got to work, I had, you know, checked out a couple of things, a couple of links he sent me. I was like, oh, yeah, this sounds like fun. This was a Tuesday. I get to work, tell my boss, hey, I have this opportunity. Can I take the whole weekend off and go? He was like, yeah, sure. Worked it out. Wednesday, we go. I meet up with Dolio. I meet Wrench 10 minutes fire, before right? the show. Uh, was it the fire or the M room? No, it might have been no, 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 it was further down. It was, it was M room down on uh, yeah. Frankfurt and Gerard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which now is in a completely different neighborhood. Oh, my God. It was like yeah, Beirut down there. Frankfurt and Gerard, like Johnny Brendo's in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right right down down there. And all that? Yeah. Really? It was like Beirut down there. When we now it's in the center city. Yeah, now it's I'm like it's all time. it's all saucy now. Playing bluegrass brunch gigs. Exactly. <laughs> I was just there. there. Moms and kids and the whole deal. Meet up with Wrench about ten minutes before the show. Check some stuff out. All right, cool. Hop up on stage. They play some stuff. I spit some raps. It flows way better than I thought it would because I hadn't been in. I had been out of music for a while. Uh, I got married, had a couple kids, and my wife didn't want me doing music anymore. I was like, all right, cool, but I kept writing. Um, and then right after the show, I got into a van with four people I had just met and drove to North Carolina. Wow. Not something I recommend for everybody, <laughs> but I'm a fairly large dude. I can get away with that kind of stuff. Um, we did three shows in North Carolina, and after that, I was like, yeah, I need to be doing this all the time. Like By the time we were done, I'm like, yeah, this, this is my thing. This was April of 2011, and you know, coming up on nine years later, we have uh, we've built something pretty fantastic. Um, Been to a lot of countries. Yeah, I've been telling people for years, like I am the luckiest dude in the world. When I sit around the table with these four guys and just sort of recognize that all of their abilities and all of their strength and whatnot, and you know, to have sleeves here with us really tying the whole thing together. As a dude that just raps, like, this is this is 100% luck. 100% luck. And, you know, for whatever reason, the universe was like, here, here you go. You can have this. So. That's awesome. Our yeah. son is also one of the finest freestylers uh-huh. you're going to find. I mean, there's got to be a little talent in there. <laughs> a little bit. Talent. A little bit. But that, the, that all comes from me monthly bathing in the blood of kittens. <laughs> this, is, this is all very, very satanic. Like the whole. Absolutely none of this is your actual talent. None of this is my None of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, about this. and even then, he's lucky because he lives in Philadelphia and there's an easy, you know, you can get a. It's really easy to get a you know a gallon of kitten blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is the easiest thing in the world. You sell it on the though. street corners. There. Yeah, you can go it's straight just... to the wild wild. You know where if you know where to go, you can get it pretty quick. There's a lot of desperate kittens selling their own blood. Exactly. <laughs> that's see, that's the part. There, there, nobody's murdering kittens. The kittens are offering up their own blood. <laughs> it was a process. Kitten it was a process to figure out how to get this ability. Broke ass kittens on the street. Like, yeah, yeah, I, need some blood. I need I need the nip, man. I need it real hard. What you need? This blood. <laughs> 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 really, we should be talking about the class struggle. 
that's inherent in all this. Yeah, right? I mean, kind of. this movie did not help their cause. Oh, at all. Not at all. No. That misrepresented them yeah. really. Yeah. A lot of I'm cat like more racist against cats. Against <laughs> did anybody yeah. see the movie though? <laughs> no. Zero no. no. people ever Nobody saw it. No one movie. saw that. No. But everybody talks about how terrible it is. None the of them listening saw it. Nobody saw it. The trailers were a little too terrifying for me. Yeah, they see the trailers. Was it was it scarier though than the actual play? Because I saw the play. And I saw the play as a child. I was like, oh, I think who? it was the motion suits like freaked who? people what? out. More freaky than people in actual cat suits. <laughs> actual human beings <laughs> in cat suits is scarier than human beings in motion. You know, Uncanny Valley runs deep. You know? I don't know. Man. <laughs> I don't know. And now we landed on the real topic of this podcast interview, which is cats. the Uncanny Valley in cat suits. Yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, honestly I was waiting in. for us to get there. Okay. The way rich people feel about poor people, I yes. feel about cats. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hot takes. He's what? Got him for days. Give him the mic. Let him just hold it. Stop holding this. This is a Brian Farrell hot take. Cats are dirty. They don't like you. They're just there because you're feeding them. I mean, most cats will wake you up scratching you in the face. If you've got a nice cat, it's only lazy because it's just like, all right, you're going to make me fat, so I guess I'll just stay here. And I guess you scratch, you rub on me sometimes. Don't rub on me too much because I'll ruin your hand. And your speak. kids come around me. Let him, oh let him speak his I don't like cats. You know I'm so hard is because of the way you prefaced it. I'm replacing cats with poor people. And everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All this stuff is how rich people feel about poor people. Oh my god! All of these things. Yes, take that entire speech now. Yes. Just replace it. Oh man. We just got real deep, guys. Hey, Elon Musk! I just wrote your speech. Take it. Pay me. That's for free. <laughs> That's not for free. If it's coming from me, and he's got money. You better pay me. Yeah. Elon, let's hang out. So, yeah, once again, Elon Musk, this is all freestyle. That's that's where we landed. We're all assuming that Elon Musk will actually listen to our podcast. Yeah, I mean, when he gets name called, he does listen. I know a guy. I know the guy. Elon Musk or Elon (laughs) Tusk, either of them are cool. Elon (laughs) Tusk is a little bit cooler. Elon can holler when he wants to, you know, hang. Just (laughs) you should come to a show. We will put him on the list. Uh, Just so you know, we go on stage in five minutes. Or Are you yeah. so get here really quick because come on guys oh that's not your point the point is we should get changed uh, alright uh, to, to wrap it up though cause thank you guys so much for taking time to talk to us and bullshit tell us about cats it's good times uh, this is going to come out in about a week or so. Uh, do you, where are you going next? Give us like an idea of where you're heading out. Morocco. Now. And the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. That's Knitting Factory in Brooklyn on January 17th. And then uh, we're doing the, the uh, 80th anniversary of This Land is Your Land thing with the Woody Guthrie Center in New York nice. on February 23rd. And uh, yeah, a lot some more shows, lots yeah. of tours coming up, new material, new releases. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. Adventures. And definitely check out Gangstergrass. They're fucking phenomenal. You guys are amazing. If you think bluegrass and hip hop mixed together sounds weird, shut the hell up and go listen to it. Listen to no. it because you're shut up. <laughs> like, like you're stupid if you think this isn't good music. It's fantastic. Yes, yeah. it is. And thank you guys so much for letting us interrupt your backstage stuff, guys. We're backstage right now. We're backstage. Yeah. We're big time. <laughs> 
Yeah, talking, talking about cats and 88% cacao. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.